My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I've been teaching yoga since 2011 and I've created this podcast so you can practice anytime, anywhere, hour-long classes, hatha, vinyasa, yin, and gentle yoga. To sustain this podcast, click the link in the show notes to become a supporter for as low as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. This helps me put out new shows every week so you can continue your practice. And if you want to keep in touch with me, visit quietmind.yoga where you can join the email list and hear about all the new classes and upcoming events. Thanks for listening. Let's come over to a child's pose, knees apart, hips to heels, forehead to the ground. Begin to take slightly slower, deeper breaths down into the lower belly. When you inhale, you feel an expansion of the pelvic floor, front, back, and sides of the lower body, of the uh, the lower belly, rather. When you exhale, there's a sort of softening in this area, the low back, the sides, the lower belly. We're working with the achiness in the body today, some like tension, a little soreness maybe. So we'll do some activation, some of the uh, sun kind of quality. Like we're always working with the yin and yang, the sun and moon qualities in Hatha Yoga. But more so with the, the moon qualities. It's a new moon yesterday, and that's usually typically considered the lowest energy time of the month. Uh, so not the time to do a very vigorous practice. So it makes sense that you might be feeling a little achy or tired or sore and uh, we'll be really gentle with our practice today. So let's come up to hands and knees and take the blanket under the knees and start to make any movements around in the spine, hips, shoulders, neck that feels good for you. Listening to your body. Moving with this quality of fluidity, ease, lightness, more of the yin, feminine, moon, movement kind of quality in our practice today. Less of the static, yang, fiery, active kind of quality. And then we'll come back to a neutral spine, hands and knees. And moving the joints of the right leg. So you lift the right knee, you start to draw circles, the right hip. Also bending, straightening the knee, moving the ankles, the toes. And go in the opposite direction, same kind of thing. Lubricating the joints, the hips, knees, the ankles. We'll come back to center and to the other side, same thing, drawing a circle with the left leg. 
moving the ball and socket at the hip, the hinge joint of the knee, and the ankle joint. And then go in the opposite direction if you haven't already, moving the toes as well. And back to center, hands and knees. And then bring your hands wider apart and into the shoulders now. Forward, back, side to side, up, down, whatever feels good in the shoulder here. Moving the fluid in the ball and socket joint of the shoulder in all directions. About 41% of our flexibility is in the joints, about 46% in the muscles, and then the rest is the connective tissue. So uh, just focusing on the muscles when they're already a little sore is, is not always a good idea. So doing some work with the joints as well. Let's come back to center to hands and knees. And then down to sitting, you can sit kneeling or cross-legged, whatever you like here. I'm just going to move the arms and the joints and the arms here a little bit. So moving the wrists and the fingers in all directions, making circles here. And then interlace the hands and bring the arms up overhead, pressing the heels of the hands towards the ceiling, straightening the arms. <clears throat> and then we'll release the hands down back to hands and knees and now we'll extend the arms forward into a uh, anahatasana or heart chakra pose so the hips stay over the knees and the forehead and chest lower down and you can stay here with the arms extended or elbows bend hands together over the head We're starting to go into the muscles more and the, the pecs and the shoulders and the triceps. So just uh, allowing a sort of ease and not a sort of pushing into the poses, not a sort of active stretching, but more of a sort of sinking down, letting gravity do the work here. start to come back to the hands, back to hands and knees. And now left arm threads through, left shoulder towards the ground. You can keep your right arm extended if you want, or right hand can come near the head and press down. And you could keep the knees bent, or you could extend the right leg straight back, pressing into the ball of the foot. reach through the left fingertips as if you're trying to grab something, creating more of an opening in the upper back. And then the last thing here is just breathing into the upper back. So when you inhale, there's an expansion into the left shoulder. When you exhale, there's a softening there. Just breathe into that space. Yeah, just like that.
we'll start to untwist back to center. We'll go to the other side, same thing. And all those different placements are just options to vary the posture. You know, every day is going to be a little different. So maybe you keep the knees bent this time. Maybe you extend the left leg. Once you're set up into the pose, again, breathing into the upper back. It's creating an expansion under the shoulder blade as you inhale and a softening as you exhale. come back to center and then to a child's pose with the knees together there's a different variation of this and then just arms reach back palms face up instead of arms forward and then forehead towards the ground and this broadens that space between the shoulder blades where we just stretched and breathing into that space here into the upper back I personally follow a tradition where I don't practice yoga on the new moons and full moons. Or if I do something, it's like very gentle. And then like the days around that, usually more gentle practice. Things like this. So this is a, a, it's also a good time with the new moon to set intentions. If you have uh, something you want to start, initiate, or, or change. It's said that we have this energy of the lunar cycle now, of the sun energy increasing over the next two weeks to the full moon to uh, have, have those things come to fruition. We'll come up to hands and knees here, and then back to downward facing dog. And you can pedal the feet out, you can shift weight side to side. If you have a garden, planting seeds on the new moon tends to um, the, the plants tend to do better. If you cut your hair on a new moon, it tends to grow back faster. <laughs> that could be a good thing if it's a bad haircut. And then look between the hands and walk forward to a forward fold. Knees can bend here. You could hold opposite elbows. Let go of any effort in the neck. Let the head just hang down towards gravity. And then release the arms. And with a bend in the knee, slowly roll up the spine to stand. Head comes up last. If you feel any uh, blood pressure shifts or any lightheadedness, just pause whenever you come up here and focus on the floor. From here, we'll start to move with the breath. As you inhale, reach up, look at the thumbs. As you exhale, fold all the way down. As you inhale, lift halfway up. 
As you exhale, step back to a plank pose. Hold for an inhale. Exhale down to the belly or chaturanga. Inhale to cobra or upward facing dog. And then exhale back to downward facing dog. And hold and breathe about five breaths here. So even in this part of the class, as we move a little bit and build some heat and activation in the body, still a lightness, an ease to the posture is a little more ease than effort. And then look between the hands and step or hop forward. As you inhale, lift halfway up, extending the spine. As you exhale, fold at the waist. Inhale to reach all the way up. Look at the thumbs. Exhale the hands to the heart. Inhale to reach up. Exhale to fold all the way down. Inhale to lift halfway up. Exhale back to plank pose. Hold for an inhale. Exhale the belly or chaturanga. Inhale to cobra or up dog. And then exhale back to down dog. Hold about five breaths here. Between your hands and step or hop forward. As you inhale, lift halfway up. Exhale to fold in. Inhale to reach all the way up. And exhale the hands to the heart. I'll guide us through one more, then you'll go at your own pace. Inhale to reach up. Exhale to fold all the way down. Inhale to lift halfway up. And exhale back to plank. Hold for an inhale. Exhale to belly or chaturanga. Inhale to cobra or up dog. And exhale back to down dog. All right, maybe you can feel that vitality and energy increasing a little bit. down to all the knuckles equally and down through the inner heels look between your hands step or hop to the front so you inhale lift halfway up so you exhale fold in inhale to reach all the way up exhale hands to heart Continue at your own pace, inhaling up to begin, and then continue without my instruction. Just listening to your breath, listening to your body, and modifying as you need to.
Eventually you'll all end back at Tadasana Mountain Pose at the front of the mat. And from here, we'll lift the arms up overhead and then bend the elbows, shoulders down the back, opening the space between the chest and the shoulders. Hands down the back like you're putting hands down pockets, elbows towards each other to lift the heart. Opening the space between the belly button and the chin, lengthening the spine. Shoulder blades are together on the back, heart lifting. Creating this quality of openness and receptivity, these yin moon qualities, these lunar qualities. And then we'll come back to standing tall, arms overhead and catch your left wrist and reach to the right side bent. Hips can lean to the left, right elbow could bend to bring you a little further into this, but creating that sense of expansion and space from the left hip bone to the left armpit, all the way to the left wrist. When you inhale, finding an expansion on the left ribs, exhale to soften. Again, these qualities of openness, receptivity. The ribs are very vulnerable. To expose the ribs like this is a very vulnerable thing to do. So feeling safe with the breath, and we'll come back to center and to the other side, catching the other wrist. I had a friend who would always jab me in the ribs, like playfully. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much I would try to brace for it, it's like, nope, it's so sensitive. Let's come back up to center here and bend the elbows, shoulders down the back, again, opening the space from the belly button to the chin, softening, then release the arms down, hands behind the back, interlacing the hands, and then folding forward, arms overhead, the hands interlaced. holding and breathing here for a moment. And you might feel how this can feel sort of containing, safer, softer. You're kind of protecting the internal organs. It's, it's a more uh, a safer position. And sometimes these forward folds can be kind of soothing and calming. the hands down. Inhale to lift halfway up, extending the spine. And then exhale back to a plank pose. Hold and breathe here for a moment. And then step your feet out wider apart off your mat. So you've got a wider base in the feet. And then energetically move the hands and feet towards each other. They don't actually move, but they slide. They move in that direction, like you're trying to slide the hands back towards the feet. And this helps to engage and strengthen the core a little more. 
Right, so having access to that openness, that receptivity, but also some strength and stability. And then we'll lower the knees down and lower all the way down to the belly. Lifting just the head off the mat. And then the hands. And now moving the belly button towards the ground and the heart forward and up, expanding the space between the belly and the chin. Engage the glutes, pressing the hips towards the ground. And when you inhale, let your belly kind of stick out here into the ground on the inhales and then soften on the exhales. And then we'll bring the elbows under the shoulders into a sphinx pose. Tops of feet are down, shoulders relaxed here. Hands, palms can be down or facing each other, whatever feels natural for you. And we'll just hold here, pressing down into the hands and slightly pulling back with the hands. Not actually moving, but that action of down and back. Lengthening the space between the belly and the chin here. The sort of openness, receptivity. But on the ground, a little safer, a little more contained and protected. And from here, you'll tuck your toes and start to peel the ribs, the hips, maybe the knees off the ground to a forearm plank, and you'll reverse all that going back down. And as best you can, coming back to that quality of full openness and receptivity, and then going back to that quality of engagement and stability, having access to both. Again, if you're coming up to the forearm plank and it feels like too much, you can always do less and keep the knees down. Listen to your body. Next time you come to the forearm plank, we'll hold there for a moment. Hips in line with the shoulders, hands pushing down and slightly pulling back. And then we'll lower everything down to the belly and arms up beside you, arms, arms beside you, palms face up and turn the head to one side. Now fully letting go of any effort in the body, softening to the floor. The biggest sort of um, trap, like mental illusion that I get stuck in sometimes is thinking that it's all or nothing. Like, um, if I relax, then I won't have time to do the work that I think is important. Or, or it's maybe I have to do all this work and I don't have time to relax. Or some sort of imbalance where I think it has to be all one way and not the other way. But really, it's, 
we're always striving to find the, the union of the two, two opposites, seemingly opposite things. So even here, while you're seemingly completely relaxed, can you still have some alertness and engagement? You know, maybe not physically in the muscles, but in your awareness, your energetics. Like if you needed to move, you, you could move quickly. Bring hands under shoulders and come back to hands and knees. Back to downward facing dog. Lift the right leg back and open the hip, bending right knee. Next inhale, come straight back with the leg. And then exhale to step it forward into a lunge. Back heel lifted, or if that doesn't feel stable, back heel down, more like a warrior one. Otherwise, rise up into a high lunge, arms up alongside the ears. Holding, breathing here. Warrior two, back heel down if it's not already. Arms extend. And there's lots of things we could do to make this more active, but just enough activation to say you're maybe like 60% ease, 40% effort. Palms up, reverse warrior, reaching back, creating space in the right ribs. Straighten the front knee to go further back. And then right hand inside the ankle into triangle pose or to a block inside the ankle. Left arm can be straight overhead or wrap around the back. The head can look down, forward, or up. Back to warrior two. And lower the hands to frame the front foot back to down dog. Lift the left leg straight back, open the hip. Next inhale, come straight back. And exhale to step forward into a lunge, either a high lunge or a warrior one, rising up through the arms. A lot of times when you get the bones stacked just right, then the muscles don't have to work so hard left knee over left ankle back leg if you're in the high lunge back leg is straight warrior two back heel down notice the placement of the bones and then let the muscles become a little bit lighter even though you're holding the posture you're still engaged you're still active more about 60% ease, 40% effort. And then palms up, reverse warrior, reaching back. Straighten the front knee, go further back. And then triangle pose, left hand inside the ankle or to a block, right arm over left or wrapped around the back.
Gaze can be down, forward, or up, maintaining steady, relaxed breath. And back to warrior two. Hands to the waist, all ten toes to your right, wide-legged forward fold. Toes can be straight ahead or slightly in or slightly out, whatever feels most natural for your hips. Hands can be on the blocks or on the floor or on the waist, wherever you'd like your any arm variation. But the main thing, having the head below the heart and letting go of effort in the neck, letting the spine decompress here. hands under the shoulders, heel toe the feet into Malasana, a low squatting position. Heels down if you can, or heels lifted. Either way, toes and knees pointing out from the center and hands to the heart. Find an extension of the spine here. And you could stay like that if that feels good on the back, or you could let the back round like a child's pose and even wrap the arms around the legs, pointing the fingers back. out again and just lean back onto the hands to come down to your tail turn towards the front of the mat with the feet together in bound angle Bhattakonasana so the the spine can be really tall here to start finding a slight uh, tilt of the pelvis where your low back has a little bit of an arch and then you can start to fold from the waist it's okay if the back rounds from there, if that's okay on the back. If it starts to hurt the back, they'll just stay more vertical. Your hands can be on the feet, and you can use your thumbs to massage the feet or press onto some points if there's tension there. start to come back up bring the knees back together and then find your sit bones on the ground just feel your sit bones connect to the floor knees start with knees start with knees bent and then we'll bring hands under the thighs and lift the legs and even off the floor for navasana maybe the legs come to parallel to the floor maybe the legs straighten out Gaze at the big toe of the right foot. Maybe the palms open towards the ceiling and we'll hold and breathe here. If at any point it feels like too much, you can always bend the knees and do less.
The back tends to start to round here, so keep an extension of the spine, a lift in the heart like we've done, that space between the belly and the chin open. And then we'll lower to the low back to Ardhanavasana, low boat pose. Everything else stays up though as best you can. If you need a lower leg, that's fine. So half boat, which to me almost sounds like, feels like double boat. <laughs> so I don't know where the half boat comes from, but we're holding here and breathing. And then lower everything down to the back, relax. Letting go of the effort in the body. Softening. And we're actually going to stay on the back for the rest of the practice. So having this time to sort of honor that, that transition of the new moon where the energy tends to be a little lower in the body and uh, it's a good time to do these gentler kind of practices. We'll bring the knees into the body, rocking side to side on the back. And then come to the center and cross the ankles, one hand on each knee. As you inhale, you'll press the knees away, your low back arches. As you exhale, you'll pull the knees in, low back rounds to the floor. So continuing this motion, it's subtle, it's small, it's not a big effortful kind of thing. It's more therapeutic for the SI joint and the low back. And if it, it is uncomfortable, just make it even smaller and gentler. Generally, if you ever have low back issues, and this eye joint, uh, you want to do more symmetrical kind of movements, less asymmetrical kind of stuff. Like asymmetrical would be like warrior one, warrior two, lunges. Symmetrical would be more like a forward fold, down dog. This is symmetrical, right? so the legs are doing the same thing. So as we do, we'll do a couple asymmetrical things, but if it feels like too much, uh, you can do a little less. Just don't push it as much. From here, we'll keep the right knee in and let the left leg extend out to the floor. Shoulders relax. Again, you can move the ankles and toes around here if you want. As you hold here, maybe the right hip softens a little bit. The right knee maybe comes a little closer to the shoulder. The belly softens. Just enough effort to be in the pose and the shape, but more cultivating the quality of ease in the shape. And then we'll switch, left knee in, right leg extends, shoulders relax. With each exhale, maybe softening a little bit more. Maybe the knee comes closer to the shoulder. And again, if there's any low back pain, less of that, so even less effort. 
and then both knees in, both feet to the floor. So feet are hips width apart and close enough to your tail that your fingertips could touch your heels, setting up like bridge pose. Have one of your blocks nearby so you can grab it in a minute. Now, setting up like bridge pose, feet on the floor, start to peel the spine off the floor, tilting the pelvis in, then rolling one vertebrae at a time up, and then one vertebrae at a time back down, landing on the pelvis. And then we'll inhale to lift up, exhale to lower at your own pace here, moving with your breath. Again, this could be a small movement, especially if there's any sensitivity there. And then the next time you come up, we'll stay there at the height of this movement, wherever you're at. If you want a little more, you can engage the glutes, lifting the hips, and then press the feet down and not actually moving the feet, but pulling them back towards the body. Heels down, pulling back. That helps engage the hamstrings and glutes more to lift the hips more and create more of an opening in the hip flexors. Usually, uh, often, there, there can be some tension in the hip flexors from sitting a lot, and that could uh, pull on the low back and cause low back pain as well. And we'll slowly lower the spine back down. Just resting for a moment here. Separate your feet as wide as the mat and let the knees go side to side like windshield wipers. And then we'll come back to center, setting up like bridge pose again. Again, peel the spine up, lifting up the hips into a full expression of bridge pose. Feet press down and pull back. Glutes contract, hamstrings engage. And then take your block at the lowest height. Even if you are able to go higher, just stay at the lowest height under the pelvis. Not under the low back, but where you have the most surface area under the pelvic bowl. And then resting that on the block. And then bring your right knee in towards your body and let your left leg extend down to the floor. So just like we did a minute ago, but now a little bit deeper because we got the block there. And you might not go as far with the right knee in towards the armpit, but still moving in that direction. With your exhale, softening. Both knees in and switch legs, same thing.
And now we'll let both legs straight out. So the tail's still on the block. Now both hip flexors are extended. If you happen to know that your hip flexors are maybe weak or, or, or too loose, that's possible, right? If you um, maybe have very flexible hip flexors, you could strengthen, the, strengthen here by having the legs lift like a leg lift, like a boat pose. You could have the knees bend a little bit if you want to. Or you could lift one leg at a time, just a little bit off the floor. So if you go too high, you might start to engage other muscles, but uh, if you wanted to strengthen the hip flexors, you could do that. Either lifting both legs or lifting one leg at a time. And if you lifted one leg, we're about halfway through, so you could switch. And then lower down, if you lifted the legs, bend the knees, feet on the floor, and move the block from underneath the hips, spine to the floor. Just feel that, feel the spine on the floor. Maybe that feels really nice sometimes. And then both knees in, rocking side to side on the back. Feet to the floor, right ankle over left thigh, pigeon pose, holding behind the left thigh with the hands or behind the left shin, shoulders relax. Holding the left thigh. This one, there you go. Shoulders relaxed, neck relaxed. And you can let your arms relax here, and you can use your right right hand to kind of press this out. And go a little deeper if you want. Flex your toes back towards the knee. Yeah. Is that okay? slowly start to release and switch to the other side. Can you feel how your hips are starting to kind of hike up? Yeah, there you go. That again a little bit, yeah. There you go, good. So you actually have a, a lot of flexibility here. 
Good. And we'll start to release back down to feet to the floor, setting up like bridge, and now lift your hips off the mat, and then bring your hips to your left, to the left side of the mat. So hips are off center to the left, and then your knees come into the right. So come up, bring your hips, no, come back, bring your hips over to the side. There you go, knees in to the right. So that just stacks the hips, and you can have the knees stacked or crossing the left knee over if you want. Arms out into a T or a go post. Turn the head away from the knees. If you want, you could have something between the legs if you just had the legs stacked. Lift up. Yep. start to come back to center feet to the floor and hips to your right side of your mat so you want the hips off center to the right first before you go into the twist and then knees to the left yeah so bring your so actually come back and move your hips over to the side keep going there and then knees in over yep lift your legs there you go And slowly back to center and setting up for our final resting pose, Shavasana. Legs extended, arms relaxed. You could have your bolster under your knees if you want or any other variation of Shavasana. Lift your legs up. This tends to feel pretty good if you have the low back stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, because then it neutralizes the low back curve. Good.
Scan your body for any obvious areas of tension that can soften here. this time in stillness and silence to just rest.
begin to make small movements of the fingers and toes, hands and feet, wrists and ankles. Make any movements you like to transition, eventually coming maybe to a side and then back up to sitting. Close our practice the way we started with hands together at the heart and bow the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.